Carver here again from Lead Warrior Lifestyle. And uh, as I've just mentioned in the opening there, I have my good friend on the line today. He is uh, Simon, also known as 7030 Fitness. And uh, he's just, uh, for me, uh, uh, someone who's got amazing knowledge. I've been following him for a long time. And he's been super helpful and supportive of my journey. And I hope some of the tips we can talk about today will be practical for listeners. Uh, so, Simon, if, you, if you're there a bit, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Oh, wow, what an intro already. Thank you very much, mate. <laughs> very much appreciated. Um, so, yeah, my name's Simon Gooding, as uh, you just said. And um, I do men's physique uh, and bodybuilding competitions, um, which I also do online coaching for people that uh, are competitive and also just your general population, people that want to lose a bit of weight put on a little bit of muscle um, and I, I put a lot of information out on social media um, which I just love to be able to provide content and information for people so that they can learn about different things um, related to health and fitness really. Yeah no I think <clears throat> definitely Simon I think that's the one thing that I guess if you were to probably look at two pictures of us uh, we probably would think uh, anyone listening that we're on two separate uh, different ends of the fitness worlds I mean if you look at you, I mean, you, I, I, you know, we talked about your recent picture of you, uh, you know, completely shredded with your veins popping, a bit like mm. uh, uh, Bane from my, uh, you know, Batman. Comics. Yeah. But uh, and I'm still on my, you know, weight loss journey, and uh, you know, fair to say, you know, I've still got, you know, a little bit, of, uh, you know, got a lot of, uh, you know, chubby areas to, I guess. But mm. looking at, you know, but I think one of the things you just mentioned is, I think why we've connected so well is that it's your passion for health and fitness. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people online, sometimes they put a lot of information out there because they have different agendas. But with you, mm. it's always trying to help others first. I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah. people put out information and then at the bottom, they'll have a discount code for the products in which they're talking about. And it's... I, I understand people have got to make a living, but there's also... There, there becomes a point where you become a little bit of a sellout. Um, and as you just said in your in, in that introduction there, that about um, us being... On maybe different maybe different chapters in our um, fitness journey. I mean, this is something which I say quite a lot on social media as well. Is we're in a generation where people compare a lot. Yeah, and I mean a lot. So for for me to compare or you to compare yourself to me would be like um, somebody who's just literally started their job comparing themselves to somebody that's had a few promotions. Yes, you're in different chapters of your journey. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's not really comparable. A lot of people have this notion of okay, that person is doing this, uh, so I need to be able to do that. Or you know, everybody's different as well. That's something that people forget is everybody comes from different walks of life, and everybody has different goals in life as well. Yeah, and I think one thing as well, Simon, is that yeah, you know, everyone's at maybe different points in the journey, but I always come from the mindset that you can always learn from one another. And, exactly. Uh, you know, Definitely. when you send me messages saying that you know, whenever I put in a post or whenever whenever I've maybe completed a certain milestone, you mm. always let me know how in- inspiring I am, motivating you. And that at the beginning yeah. was something quite difficult for me to get my head around, thinking why yeah. does someone who's in shape, who's shredded, who's you know, how my, how how am I inspiring? Because at the moment, and I think for a lot of people, I also want to put it out there anyone on the weight loss journey don't be afraid to share it because you never know who you're going to impact along the way 
Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, it's it's motivating to see your journey because you're just like me. You like to put in the work, and you you notice the progress. The progress is there. Um, yes, you've made progress, which is something which is motivating to see anyway. But also, you're putting in the work for it, and that's motivating to hear and see on your journey as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and I think one of the things, as you just said at the at the beginning, um, you know about what's your intentions for being on social media and as you mentioned there's a lot of people who Mm. kind of sell out with all this stuff my intentions have always been from day one i said to myself i'm going to keep it real so with my story i'm sharing the highs but i'm also sharing the lows as well trying to make it a little bit more relatable and i think for me a lot of people don't talk about the during aspect you see a lot of people with a before and after but what's that really Mm. teaching you i mean I'll take my hat off to them. I'm completely proud of what they've achieved. But mm. for anyone who just kind of looks at that picture, what are they kind of walking away with? So, yeah, exactly. There's no value in that yeah. picture. It's it, it can be motivating to some people. It can be the opposite for some people as well. Like that's a that's a big thing too. Um, some people can see that picture and be like, "Oh, I'm never going to be able to achieve that." Or they compare their maybe okay. So maybe they see a transformation picture and it's been a year. And they think, oh, I've been training for a year. I've been on my diet for a year. Why don't I look like that? Yeah. And that demotivates them. So, yeah, it, 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 this is a thing which a lot of people mock or they, they put down social media for is the whole um, body positive thing. And people get, again, down about themselves because of social media and things. But the thing is, why would you put up like if in, unless you were trying to educate people, why would you put up the hardships or the things which you struggled with during your journey? Because it's not attractive. Yeah. People aren't going to like click on that. People aren't going to engage with that because they don't really want to know that it's tough. And like, yeah, it it sucks sometimes. Like if you've got stuff to do and you don't really want to go and train, you've had a really bad day. Sometimes it does suck. But like they don't want to see that side of things because they don't want to know that it's difficult. You know. I mean, I'm so glad that you made that point because I was just having a conversation with my best friend of the day and uh, he mm. watched, uh, I just did a 10K and he watched my video on YouTube and then he looked at my subscribers. I've only got like 100 subscribers and he was saying, well, why are not, why don't you have thousands upon thousands? And, and I tried explaining to him that on social media, exactly what you said, sometimes mm. people don't like to, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say this in a negative way. And I think, you know, of course... No, it's you know, just we, human nature, We, wouldn't, we isn't it? want to feel good about ourselves, but yeah. for anyone out there, I think, as you said, it's an education. So if I can educate yeah. someone in that way that, yeah, it's, it, you're, what you're going through, it's not... It, it, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you no. at the moment anyway, but you can always improve and get better. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so Simon, what I wanted to kind of, I mean, uh, you've uh, won a few competitions now, haven't you? Uh, is it purely? Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have to be honest with anyone listening, I have no idea on the whole fitness model, physique, bodybuilding world, so mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of explain that a bit. <laughs> okay, well, uh, where do I start? Uh, I did my very first competition in 2015. Um, I, I did my own prep, I did my own coaching and everything throughout that yeah. period um i was i was quite lean anyway like when i was younger 
I'm naturally very ectomorph, so it's, it's quite easy for me to um, get into a, a lean condition. Right. The more difficult thing for me is to add the muscle. Um, so I, I went into that competition. I was I just kind of went into it for um, enjoyment. I just I was curious about it. I'd seen people online do these competitions and things. I'd done photo shoots before, and the photographers had said, "Look." You should you should do a, a men's physique competition. You're in great shape. Absolutely, yeah. So, I, I I went into it not really having any expectations at all, um, and then I took second place, and I was like, oh man. Well, on your is... first place. Yeah, my first my first ever competition, and I was up against people that had been competing for three, four, five, ten years. Um, so I was I was over the moon with yeah. that. Um, so then the following year I, uh, did another competition, um, and I took first and went into the UK championships and then took third, um, in the championship level. So again, I was, you know, I was ecstatic really with that. Um, um, and then the, the two years after that, um, I did, um, so this, this brings us up to last, uh, 2017, um, which was the, my last competing year, um, yeah. I did multiple shows. So this was the first time I'd ever done more than one uh, or more than one federation. Right. So the way in which it works is you have a one federation which has like a uh, entry competition and then you go into the UK championships and then you go into the world championships. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, big stuff. Um and when are you so uh, this was, at the moment? Are you in uh, preparation for anything at the moment? Or My next shows are going to be 2020. Right. So I've got this year off yeah. and then I'm going in 2020. Um, but going back to 2017, mm. this was the first year where I took on a coach, which is where um, I met Ollie Carson, which is kind of how I know you really. Yeah, we're kind of uh, um, friends at the moment, all three of us. So yeah, Ollie's been huge. Yeah. Uh, He's, a, he's one of my best and this friends. Is, well, this is something I love yeah, about um, social media is you meet you meet people you'd never have met them before <laughs> through other True. people. It's, it, that's, that's the beauty of social media in my eyes, really. Um, so I took Ollie on as a coach yeah. and um, I did, uh, I think it was six competitions. Wow. Um, so, yeah, a, a long time at a very low body fat percentage, which was not, you know, it's not fun. It's not healthy. Um, but I did do very well that year. So I took uh, first again in UK DFBA yeah. in the uh, regional. Um, and then I took first in Pure Elite. Wow. Um, I didn't actually go to the UK Championships because it was on the same weekend as the UK DFBA. Okay. Um, so I chose not to do the UK Championships. <laughs> do you know when you're a cop? you know when you like playing all these... Uh... Federation uh, names that be it's like a uh, WWE or WCW or ECW. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's, you know, it's a, it kind of. I understand what you're trying to say, but I think for anyone listening, I think what I want you to kind of go into it, especially for like weight loss and health and fitness. A lot of the mm. times, people who've lost weight are been successful because they develop habits and routines. So I want to kind yep. of, you know, let's get some practical advice because I know you're a coach as well and you've helped yep. a lot of people. So. Let's put on your coach's hat for a moment. Someone coming to you, Simon, top tips that you would give them and some habits that you think if you that you've seen in your life that can help people like that. Okay. Um so I recently took on a client who was severely overweight and 
she'd been very overweight for a long period. She's had other coaches and things like that before. Um, And she'd been with coaches and then left them because she hadn't really got the results that she wanted. So with her, um, I took a very aggressive approach. Um, We dropped calories down more considerably than I would do with the general population person who wasn't as overweight. Um, We, we did exercise regularly, but we didn't overdo things. Um, uh, she's, she, I mean, she's done incredibly well in the the first four weeks. She's already lost, um, I think it's twelve pounds now. That's that's um, weird. So it's very good. But the thing is, I wouldn't have done that if she wasn't very overweight. But yeah. the things, small things that we did. So we introduced um, intermittent fasting because okay. she had lower amounts of food. So there's no magical properties to intermittent fasting. It's literally just making the window of eating smaller so that you have more food during that time. People that say, look, if you're intermittent fast, you can shred body fat whilst you're fasting. It's bullshit Mm. because it doesn't work like that. Your body doesn't work like that. So we reduced down her eating window to intermittent fasting. It's only till 12 o'clock. So it's nothing. She's not going for hours throughout the day that she's hungry. Um, then we also introduced um, a Fitbit so that she could nice. keep an eye on her steps. Yeah. I didn't actually dictate her steps at the beginning. So I just said, look, wear this Fitbit and get a little bit accustomed to it. Just have a little play around with it. So the first three days that she was wearing it, she did like uh, three to 5,000 steps, right? Um, and then gradually which is not quite week, shocking Simon, i mean these days because nope. a lot of people you know we work in sedentary jobs that sounds yeah, very low to. because the government uh, says mm. they should get 10k but 10 that, that yeah. sounds low but to be honest with you when i've looked at some of my steps of some days when i've been in the office or when i haven't really been commuting mm-hmm. a lot I, I i'm the same so i think as you mentioned that seems kind of normal for like unfortunately for a lot of people but what did what did yeah. you increase then to so because at the beginning she wasn't really even thinking about her steps, but we introduced the Fitbit, and obviously the Fitbit Fitbit has like every hour it will remind you to do two hundred and fifty steps yes. and things yeah. like that. So, just from her getting accustomed to using the Fitbit, her steps went up to eight to ten thousand the last that's few that's days of the yeah. week. Yeah. So, just having that little reminder, that little prompt, has already created her to have you know better progress. Um, and a lot of people, they look at the Fitbit and they're like, oh, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, it, all it does is tell you something. But the thing is, having that little monitor, having that accountability to something also does help. Yeah. Um, and I think so it goes back to the one... gamification, um, turning into like mm-hmm. a little bit of a game whereby you can yep, see definitely like every game, week, yep. you know, you're progressing. And it's nice to see a visual, uh, they show like little charts in there, a uh, visual yep. reminder to keep going. Yeah, definitely. Um, then another thing we did with um, her was to try and take out things like uh, liquid calories. Um, I had her tracking her macros, which is always something which is uh, very helpful as yeah. well. People people suddenly start to think, oh, well, I can't eat any food or something like that. Mm. And, um, uh, the lowest, her calories at the moment are 1,400, which for a, a, a person her size is low is is low but um the small things in which we're doing to expend more calories 
is also helping for the total weight loss as well. So at um, the moment, is it more about trying to educate on the nutrition and the exactly. side of stuff exactly. to build that confidence up? Exactly. That's why I get people to track their macros yeah. or to track their calories in this case, um, just so that they can pick up food and know roughly what kind of calories is in it because you can easily go to the shop and buy a sandwich which is 800 calories yeah. or you can buy a sandwich which is 300 calories uh, you just have to make an educated decision the same with drinks you can pick up a drink which is going to be 150 calories or you can pick up a drink which is going to be five calories you know small changes like that go a long long way and i think also about changing your relationship with food because one thing i really wanted to talk to you about is uh, if you were to kind of scroll through your uh, uh, social media especially your instagram uh, you have Mm. probably one of the best kind of uh, you create these amazing recipes and uh, especially with your you know oats and your porridge and your uh, evening snacks I think a lot of people yeah. looking at that, they might think, well, how can Simon eat all that stuff and still stay shredded? There's a lot of sugar in that. And I think for a mm. lot of people, there's this kind of sugar is the enemy kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But, you know, for me personally, I like to have a chocolate bar every now and then. As, as you said, it's about motivation. It's about being smart with your calories. And as long as yep. the average on the week I'm below my, you know, deficit, I'm still going to lose weight. But there's that exactly. fear of... But what I wanted to ask you in that particular question, can you still like enjoy these kind of things and still lose weight? Yeah, of course. Um, so my last prep, I know I'm going back to my prep, but it has a point. My last prep, I set the target of to have at least 130 grams of sugar every day. And that's way above the recommended daily allowance. Yeah. But is what I wanted to prove was sugar does not make you fat. Right. People have this twisted idea from like newspapers and all this on all the rest of it articles uh on the internet telling us that sugar is bad but the way in which sugar works people have taken scientific evidence that talks about how fat uh, is created and sugar is processed in your body and twisted it Mm. so if you are in a calorie surplus and you're eating sugar yes you will put on fat but that is the same as every other food that you eat in a surplus. If you eat in a deficit and you're eating sugar, you will lose weight. But that is also the same as every other food that you would eat in a deficit. Yes. So that is like the biggest thing which I tell people in their minds, like how, what, <laughs> like this confuses people, but it's, it's funny, you see on social media, people take things to the extreme. Now, I took it to the extreme on my prep because I felt like I had a, prove, a point to prove. Yeah. But you have people doing, if, if it fits your macros, to a far too big extent. Um, you'll see people eating, like, all of their daily food in one meal, and they'll have, like, Pop-Tarts and, and all these kind of things. And although it may help you to lose weight or it may help you not to gain weight. That doesn't mean it's healthy for you. There's lots of micronutrients and actual good sources of food that are actually going to help your body in a different way. Like losing weight, gaining muscle, losing fat. That's only one side of health and fitness. Like 
doesn't really cover everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Simon, because I think uh, what I'm trying to say is that we're not trying to advocate that you should go crazy on the sugar. I mean, you know, exactly. everything is in moderation. But what I wanted to kind of highlight is that nothing's really good or bad. It's just the way that you kind of perceive it, whereby you yeah. can have, uh, uh, I mean, I hate that term clean eating, but a lot of people think that if you were to have a diet full of avocados and nuts that you're healthy, but those are high in yeah. calorie foods. So a lot of the time, exactly. I've had a friend who uh, did the, you know, he did the whole keto thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he went really to the extreme and he said, I'm not losing yeah. weight. I don't understand. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And I said, every day he was eating a handful of nuts and avocados and all yeah. that stuff. I thought to myself, he must be in a surplus because that's the only reason why he's not yep. going to lose weight. Yep, and for anybody that says, "Oh, I can't lose weight. I've been dieting, or I can't lose weight, and I've been in a calorie deficit." Yeah, well, they they're, they're wrong. You can't. It's physically and scientifically impossible for you to be in a calorie deficit and not be losing weight. It doesn't. It doesn't physically work. If you have energy come, if you have less energy coming into your body yeah. than you do going out, something has to happen. You know, it's got. It's got to get that energy from somewhere, and. Uh... Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's really good practical tips as well. Thank you for that, Simon. And just a little bit about your routine in a day, because I think um, I'm trying to transition. At the moment, I'm going through a bit of a health issues with my eczema and flare up, so I'm a little bit uh, going through a bit of a sickness period. But what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, try to get my healthy eating right as well. But I wanted to ask you about routines in the terms of do you get up early? Do you have like a set regime? One thing, one mm-hmm. thing my friend said, uh, I saw online actually, uh, you know, to have like kind of structured meal plans and stuff like that. What's your kind of viewpoint yep. on, on that, please? I, um, I'm sorry if you can hear the rain in the background. It is currently chucking it down. No, it's all right. But um, <laughs> I, um, I currently have, I try to have a good structured routine with my food and um, my, my waking and my sleeping. However, the way in which my job and, and things work, sometimes it, it doesn't work like that because sometimes I can have clients very early in the morning. Sometimes I can have clients very late at night. Um, majority of my clients I do uh, online, but I do have people that like a one-to-one. Um, but if I can, I try and wake up at the same time every day um, or around that same time. Um, I'll try and go to bed at the same time. Um, and usually I'm always able to have my breakfast and my dinner at the same time every day. That's good. Um, yeah. The benefits for that are circadian rhythm um, and also your, your ghrelin production as well. So your circadian rhythm is to do with your waking and your uh, sleeping. Um, and that's something that everybody has. And if you, for example, Everybody knows the feeling of like jet lag. That kind of feeling is your circadian rhythm being bounced around. Right. Um, so if you change to like a different country and the the light is the daylight is at a different time to where you'd normally be at night, your circadian rhythm is a bit knocked off, um, which can also affect your hunger. Um, which that also um, people that do like shift work. Um, you'll find that a lot of those people can go through periods of being absolutely not hungry at all um, and then suddenly get to a point in the day where hunger just ramps right up. Um, 
So a, a lot of the time you feel you find people that do shift work in the extreme of body weight. Yeah. A lot of people are either underweight because they they don't eat enough during the day and they're just not hungry because their their ghrelin's all off, or people that are extremely overweight because they get to a point in the day where they binge. Um, I know I've gone slightly off topic, but going back to my routine um, after. After I have breakfast, I normally wait um, either an hour and a half to two hours before I train. Um, so I, I'm someone that likes to train in the morning rather than uh, late at night, um, just purely because uh, any caffeine or anything that I want to consume before working out, uh, it will it will stay in your system for like six hours. So yeah, if you're but, training at yeah. night and you have pre-workout or coffee or anything like that, uh, it can negatively affect your sleep. Um, and sleep is a massive one for recovery. So if your eczema and your immune system's kind of down, yeah. maybe better to look at where your sleep is, um, where your recovery time is. Um, I know you're training to do your run, so maybe you're having a bit of a overtraining yeah, true. period. I mean, that's what I think. Sleep is. Uh, I think we probably could do a, a, a full episode on just sleep itself. But, I could talk for hours on sleep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and we, we might have to do that to be honest with you because uh, that's uh, an area that I'm trying to level up in. Uh, but do you have a? Mm. One thing I've read is that it's good to have like triggers. Do you have an evening routine uh, whereby you do kind of the same things? Because I've downloaded an app yeah. called Calm, which is quite good. It's mm-hmm. got like sleep stories on there that I listen yep. to every night to try to get my body to think, right, it's time to go to sleep. I mean, do you do anything such as that? Yes. Um, my sleep routine is kind of extensive, <laughs> um, but uh, I'll go through it. Um, so starting off, I- I'll give you a little bit of background. When I was, um, well, pretty much for all my life, I've had this uh, thing called tinnitus, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Um, is ringing in the ears. Um, and so during the day, um, when there's noise around, it's no problem at all. But um, when it comes to the night and um, I need to be calm, chilling out, um, I need something white noise, like um, like a fan or something like that. Uh, so that calms me down, like a fan noise, um, which sounds a little bit weird, but yeah. that's, what I, that's what I do. I also put on uh, blue light blocking glasses, right. um, which is something which quite a few people in my circle of the social media are doing but uh the actual evidence towards it is pretty low um there's not really many practical applications for it apart from um allegedly reducing down blue light that goes into your eyes but well i think uh bed grief bed greenfield probably started the whole trend but uh yeah. But, you know, to be honest with you, yeah. if, if you're, you've got night mode on your ball bands now uh, as well, so exactly. that blocks it yeah. out. But, yeah, that, I, I think yeah. even even if it's a psychological benefit, yeah. you know, if it's just um, if it's just uh, what's the, what's the word where it's um, where you think it's working, even if it's not placebo, mm. uh, even if it's just placebo, why not? You know. Um, so I also do that um, before, like an hour before bed. I put those on if I'm going to be working on my screen. Um, with my clients and things like that um, I'll also try to reduce down any screen time uh, like an hour to half an hour before bed yeah. um, I'll have a hot shower make sure that it's a hot shower so that uh, my body temperature gets raised not, and then not, a, get not bed. a cold shower because that's quite the the, the rage at the moment mm. uh, yeah shower. cold shower see cold shower before bed is so counterproductive right. that 
um, yeah, just don't do it. <laughs> it's like um, the, what sends your body to sleep is the reduction in your body's temperature. Yeah, so yeah. if you have a cold shower, you're already reducing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, best thing to do is have a hot shower, then go into a cool room. I Literally, every time of the year, I have my window open. Um, even if it's minus three outside, wow. my window is still open. Um, so I like to have a nice cool room. Um, I also use um, nasal strips, which also, again, sounds a little bit weird. Um, but I have um, no cartilage in my nose. Um, so wow. although like my nose looks normal, um, yes. my sinuses get a little bit restricted if uh, I'm, if I don't put anything on them. So I use those sometimes. I don't have to use them, but they're just helpful. Uh, then supplementation-wise, I uh, take 5-HTP, um, which is a natural amino acid, um, zinc and magnesium, which are both mu- muscle relaxant and calming. Yeah, I've heard quite a lot about that 5-HTP. Is that a quite a safe mm. uh, supplement to take, or is it natural? Yeah, it's it's all it's a natural amino acid. Um, people use it for anxiety yeah. as well. It's yeah. good to reduce down stress in your body. Um, so another good one as well for that, if anybody out there does... Um, uh, is affected by uh, anxiety or they're in a high-stress environment, um, ashwagandha and 5-HTP would be the first two things I would say um, take a look into. Nice one. I appreciate that. And uh, just what I wanted to finally just kind of touch a point. Variety or structured meal plans? Uh, And when I say that is... What I'm trying to do at the moment is I'm getting back and tracking my calories and my macros, but mm. I find that sometimes I kind of wing it a bit too much and the you know fitting yeah. into my and that doesn't give me momentum. If you're mm. starting or if you're trying to like get back to good habits, what would you say? It does it matter or is it whatever you fit your lifestyle? For me and for all my clients, I give them a structure. So, um. I'll say, look, this is your macros. You can eat within this. Yeah. I'm happy for you to change your food around. But uh, this is what I would suggest. So I give them an example meal plan of what I would call optimal with accountable food. So accountable food is what's going to keep you accountable to your diet okay. rather than um, just purely for health. Like not every meal is going to be chicken, broccoli and rice. We're not going to do that because we know that if you stuck to that, you'd probably end up having a binge or <laughs> you went, you know, you'd slip up on your diet because nobody's going to want to stick to chicken, broccoli in life yeah. you know, for life, you know? Um, so there's a structure, but there's flexibility within that structure. And I do that with myself as well. So my breakfast, literally every single morning is oats and eggs, um, obviously in separate bowls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my breakfast most days is rice uh, sorry, my my lunch most days is rice and chicken breast and some vegetables. Um, and then my dinner most days is some sort of red meat with um, potato and then vegetables. And then before bed, it's again oats with, with whey protein or something like that. My post-workout is always whey protein and cereal. But those things change around. Um and for example, if I know that I'm going to be going out for a meal with friends, yeah. then I'll I'll make sure that I equate that into my my 
my meals. Um, maybe I'll have to reduce down some food later on in the day or the next day. Um, but I mean, that happens so rarely at the moment because I'm eating four thousand eight hundred to five thousand calories a day. Oh, so. that 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 sounds uh, that sounds like a good problem to have. <laughs> uh, mate, you you think it's a good problem until you're on it, and then you're you're sick of it. Mm. It's uh, it's not fun. But I mean, what's that? Well, what I mean, I guess it all comes down to kind of. I don't like the word motivation anymore because I think motivation mm. is how you feel at the moment, so it kind of comes and goes. Mm. I'm more into kind of trying to discipline myself now. I like people like mm-hmm. uh, you know Jocko Willick who talks about you know discipline and stuff like that. Yep. What's your kind of motivation behind that kind of stuff? I mean, you know, inspiration to keep kind of going. Is it because you've got these challenges ahead of you, or is it because how it makes you feel, kind of stuff? I've I've always been someone that's enjoyed testing myself. Mm. So it's not necessarily challenging myself. I just want to test myself, um, and. Testing myself in in many different things has just been something which I got a lot of satisfaction out of, and especially when you're in like a competition prep, you have to be a little bit twisted in the head to be <laughs> like able to push yourself to that point. Um, but what I think, what motivates me? I think to be honest, like my progression is my motivation. I just like to see things improve. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, um, yeah. And even if that's even if that's um, a, a better weight in the gym, or um, a better um, contraction in the gym, um, a better session, a faster session, a stronger session, um, physically I, I I look better, or physically I feel better. Um, so that's a big thing. If people are coming out of like a competition prep, trying to improve the way you look is going to be difficult. Mm because that's not the point in which you're going to be striving for that. So striving for feeling better is is the better option there. You have to try to change your mindset, which is difficult again. Um, but, yeah, I'd say progression is my motivation. And I think for it's a positive feedback, whereby mm-hmm. you're eating better, you're feeling better, you're sleeping better. Uh, yeah. I mean, personally, I mean, for myself, for my journey, just the whole when you kind of, kind of get into a smaller clothing that you might have not been able to do before that's amazing yep uh, definitely yep. when you can walk longer when you for me you know i don't take my asthma inhale as much as i need to it's all yep. the small bits over time that kind of add up. Uh, do you take progress pictures as well yeah that's a good one as well and i think also mm. measurements i don't think a lot of people do that as well no yeah measurements are good yeah measurements and progress pictures i definitely think are something which um every coach and everyone on a fat loss journey uh, or, or or any kind of body composition journey should do um, because you can your weight can stay the same on the scales for a week or two weeks and your body can drastically look different so that's something which i think people should do is take pictures yeah. and not just rely on the scales scales are definitely a great tool to keep an eye on how things are going in, in one one direction but you need to be able to look at the visual changes as well well, I think I'm going to probably have to do uh, quite a few of them uh, uh, progress pictures coming up now. So, and uh, get it done. Just, uh, just, just on a final note for everyone listening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon, you talked about comparison, and I had a chat with a, uh, uh, I think someone you know as well, 
uh, James Lawson, uh, one of uh, my good friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you kind of taught, you, you kind of said that one thing I said really resonated with you. And that was that when you laugh, the world laughs with you. And when you cry, you cry alone. And yeah, yeah. That for me, I wanted to kind of put it out there because a lot of the stuff on social media is highlight reels. And I'm guilty of it. I'm sure everyone else is. Whereby we just want to kind of present the kind of highlight stuff and stuff like that. And then sometimes you yeah. maybe feel a little bit down. When you, and I, I, I've, I've totally been able to relate to this. I've not been on social media that much. I went on holiday. I came back. I just hardly was on it. My happiness levels increased. And also, mm. when I stopped comparing myself to others, and I've been trying to do this for a long time, but it's quite difficult, whereby I just accepted who I am. And the things I love are the things I love. If, if other mm. people don't love them, that's fine. It doesn't mean that it's any less valuable to me. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what's quite important. Uh, and I just wanted to kind of say, I think anyone who was probably look at your profile, stuff like that, would probably say, well, this guy's probably got it all on lock. You know, he knows what he's doing. But you are a human just like everyone else. And we've talked about this as well. You kind of have your days when you're struggling as well. And what I really yeah. wanted to kind of show people on this podcast is that, you know, you're an individual that, you know, has this amazing kind of drive, but also sets himself up for success as well, I guess is quite important. Exactly. Not to kind yeah. of compare and yourself to anyone else, just to keep doing what you're doing, really. Exactly, yeah. And I think uh, as well, a lot of people, they they don't post stuff that they're struggling with a lot of the time on social media because it's just private. Yeah, I true. Mean, if you were if you were in a good place and you well, I mean, you said you said that cyber, but a lot of people kind of do uh, some kind of celebs and stuff like that. They do like to create some drama with that as well. So <laughs> that's true as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm well. My girlfriend, I've been with for um, over a year, yeah. nearly a year and a half now. And um, when I first got together with her, she's like, "Oh, why don't you post anything on your social media about us?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well." This is this is a private thing. Yeah, this is not like something I want to be showing um, thirteen thousand people. Really, like this is between me and you, rather than like I I log my fitness journey, but that doesn't mean I'm going to log my my relationship journey, my my financial journey, my you know all of these things. And I think people kind of forget that you know social media doesn't have to be every aspect of your life. I mean, I think but, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think. Instead of trying to show the world how much you love someone, let them know how much you love them and how much they mean to exactly. you. And I think exactly. we kind of, you know, we all, we're always on our smartphones and everything's now documented. But I think it's nice just sometimes, as you said, keep things a little bit private as well, just to kind of enjoy yeah. life as well. Exactly. Yeah, so, but um, yeah. I just want to kind of, uh, uh, that's kind of all the questions I had today, Simon. Is there anything you wanted to ask me or anything? Uh, I think that's a, that's a good wrap-up. I like that. That was a good uh, finishing note. No, I appreciate that. I, mean, I appreciate you taking time out as well to do this. I mean, uh, uh, as I've said before, you know, you've been a great friend to me. You've been very supportive. Uh, no problem. You, you've always helped me when I needed the help, but... You know, I think I'm happy to help me. Yeah, I, to... I know. I, I think for me, you know, this is what's the positive social aspect of social media is because I've been able to make yeah. friends such as yourself along my journey, and it's about surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded, who are positive, who you know push you and kind of support you. And you know, <laughs> I watch you on your Instagram and we chat on there and stuff like that. And just to kind of be, you know, you're a good friend to me, and I want you to kind of let others know about your journey about your knowledge, because I think it's going to help a lot of people. I really do hope that people enjoy this podcast. 
Oh, brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. No, no, thank you. So uh, if uh, anyone wants to reach out to you, Simon, what's the best way to kind of follow you and stuff? Um, most active on Instagram. Um, if And then all the other links really are on there. My YouTube channel is also linked through my Instagram where I normally post about one to two videos a week on, on YouTube. But they're more they're more of an entertainment and knowledge rather than just knowledge. Yeah, and it's uh, at seventy thirty fitness, right? That's the one. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I probably uh, might have to bring you on again if that's okay, Simon. Because what I wanted to do was uh, maybe do a bit of a question and answer, send it out to people, yeah. and see like that. But I appreciate that you coming on here just for this uh, first interview. You are the first ever guest interview on Lead One Your Lifestyle. And uh, I appreciate that. I uh, really appreciate that. Awesome, lot, mate. Man. I'm glad to be the first. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's a little bit of a passion project for me, but the support I'm getting, the messages I'm getting, and uh, it's just been unreal. So I want to kind of keep going and uh, bring people of knowledge, people such as yourself. I mean, I, I, I've i learned so much going from this. I'm going to definitely implement some of the stuff you talked about uh, with the sleep and stuff like that and the structure. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much. As always, I always... Whenever I talk, I always get something uh, uh, great uh, coming away from it. So I appreciate that. Thank you once again for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you very much, mate. You have a good evening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.